We all have potential. It just lies hidden within the construct of our minds. On this journey, we are going to unlock our potential to become exactly who we want to be and to achieve exactly what we want to achieve. Hi, my name is Giselle and welcome to Pushing the Limits. Welcome back, guys, to Pushing the Limits, a podcast where I talk to really exceptional people and talk about their experiences and how they've pushed their limits in their respective fields. Um, We have had the opportunity to chat to some amazing, amazing people, but I'm really excited about our guest today, Victor Betendach, because he is an adaptive athlete, and I've actually never spoken to an adaptive athlete before. Um, He was an international wheelchair rugby athlete and is currently a CrossFit adaptive athlete and coach. So welcome, Victor. Thanks, Giselle, and and thank you for the opportunity. Um, You know, it's it's been a long road, and and I'm sure that the ride forward is just going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for taking time out of your your day to join us. And like I said, I've never spoken to an adaptive athlete before, so I am really excited to dig into that mind of yours and and see, I guess, what motivates you and what keeps you going. But before we get into that, Vic, would you mind just introducing yourself more in depth to our (laughs) listeners so they know who they're listening to? Um, Yeah, so... um... My name is Victor, and what um, I'm actually um, what is known as a as a quadriplegic. Um, so I have limited function in my um, upper extremities. For instance, I've got limited hand function. Um, I've got no function in lower extremities. Um, so uh, my legs don't work. Um, also, I don't have any trunk muscles, um, very little back and, and back muscles. So um, the way that I sit up in my wheelchair is basically um, in this, the wheelchair provides me the support to be able to sit up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, had, I've been a, a quadriplegic for almost 28 years, um, and... Um, it's, it's been a long road since since I had my accident. I, I had my accident when I was 23 years old. Um, I was in, in the army and um, was involved in a motor, motor vehicle accident and immediately lost the usage of my limbs. Um, and and it, I went into rehab, stayed in rehab, um, physical rehab for, for six months. Um, and I remember being in ICU, um, lying there and not knowing what, what really has happened to me because it's all unknown to you at that point. You don't understand um, the functions of your body and, and the functionality of, of your spinal cord. Um, I remember lying in, in ICU and um, the physio coming around and, and starting to work with me and asking her to bring me a set of weights um, so I can start training. And that was basically the first almost workout that I started doing was in ICU and, and with the physio strapping on weights, a strap on one kilogram weights on my wrists. And all I could literally do 
was was a bicycle. Um, but that was that was what what I did, and I kept on going, um, you know, until such a time that I that I actually was out of ICU and, and I started with my rehabilitation. Um, so from there, it was like I said, it was a long road, and a lot of questions came out of that. Um, you 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 would ask yourself why why did this happen to you? Why um, you know why me specifically? Um, and I and I guess the 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 answer to that question would be um, what what brought me a lot of comfort was you know that. Um, God chooses the strongest people on the earth to provide it, uh, to provide um, the biggest challenges, because He knows we can cope with that, um, and also because, you know, my life is 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 actually an inspiration to other people. Um, the I see able-bodied people, um, you know, we 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 people with disabilities refer to you guys as able-bodied people. So <laughs> I see I see able-bodied people, you know, walking around and and um, they've got everything to be thankful for, but they're just so lost, you know. They they don't know what's what's happening. They find so many reasons why they can't live, why they can't do stuff. And and to me, that's you know, it just shows how much you know hurt there is in, in the world and and how much work. Is for for us adaptive athletes, people with disabilities, to try and and encourage um, people around us to live, um, you know, to their full potential. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that in short, that that is how my my life evolved around my disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 1998, um, somebody told me. Um, about wheelchair rugby, and um, I decided that, that that was something that I'd like to, to try out. Um, went to Joburg, drove almost eighty kilometres a night to go and train, um, and and we were training in, in really bad circumstances. You know, the, the equipment was bad, but but we were confident that that was what we wanted to do. Um, so I, I started training wheelchair rugby, um, and I remember shortly, maybe about six months later, after starting wheelchair rugby in 1998, um, I got my first. Um, I was sele- selected to, to present South Africa in um, in in the UK for the first time. And um, you know, we we like I say, we didn't have real good equipment, um, as as they do in first world countries. Um, so we went to the UK and we competed against Japan, um, uh, Britain. I can't even remember the other countries. And and we got there, and the equipment was, they they really messed us up because they, they what of what they did and how good they were. And um, I, I there decided that I needed to train harder and, and get more more going. Um, and since since 1998, we um, now since then I've been all over the world. I've been in New Zealand, Australia, um, been to to South America, um, 
and into Europe to to play wheelchair rugby. Um, and and I think wheelchair rugby was one of the the biggest turning points in my life um, because it it gave me it gave me reason um, and it also provided me with opportunities to really push the limits in um, in my training and and also in my body because um, people has this this thing about people with disabilities where they say you know you are limited to the function mm-hmm. that you, that we can see um, but the mind is just so powerful that if you really push hard you can overcome what other people's um, what other people identify as your limit um, it, it's not easy it's never easy um, but you know what it's so worth it because once you push through those limits um, people will fade away and they would like you know not acknowledge that but then you are there to acknowledge what you have done um, and and I, th- I think the biggest thing to me was always to try and be to try and be humble about that as well um, because it's a humbling feeling when you, when you start to realize how far you can actually go with with, with stuff um, and not live the life that other people put down on paper and and put down in textbooks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that is that is one of the best things that that I've ever achieved. And I and I work a lot with with very educated people, mm-hmm. um, and um, when they see the stuff that I'm doing, um, you know, going back to CrossFit now, um, where where I started to do CrossFit and where I started to think, you know, this is something I need to do and, and I want to challenge myself here. Um, people, even today. Um, after this is after me doing CrossFit now for about six years, even today people would look at us and say, you know, you're going to hurt yourself. You can't do that. That's not possible. That's that's something you should do with your body. Um, but then, you know, why should I be careful in doing stuff um, and challenging my body and challenging my ability? If is it better for me to challenge that? Or is it better for me to be a couch potato mm. and just accept, you know, the limitations that that I have because of my disability? Mm-hmm. Um, and and to be very honest, um, one of the the people that really helped me um, to 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 push that limits and never saw it never felt to me that that person saw my disability, but he saw you know, possibilities. Um, that was Dylan Fife. Um, you know, he, he just, I just went to him and he just said, you know, we're going to fall out of your chair. Um, we're going to do silly stuff, you know, and but that's okay. You know, we'll, a lot of times we'll fail and a lot of times we'll succeed, but that will be okay. Um, so, yeah, to me that is... <laughs> I'm pondering on, but yeah, that's that's that was one of the greatest things I ever achieved with with, with an able-bodied person. Yeah, I mean, just listening to that is so amazing, and you know, going back to the point where you were talking about 
gratitude and, and how you see abled people, I guess, taking certain things for granted. Um, I guess in a way I can kind of relate to that because I was born with something called Poland syndrome. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, so basically I was born without a pec muscle in my left side. Um, and the thing with Poland syndrome is that, well, at least for me, up until the point where I was actually born, they didn't know if I was going to be missing a pec muscle or if I was going to be missing arms or if I was going to be paralyzed from the waist down. Um, all of that stuff was very unknown. So until the, the time I came out and, you know, my dad said he saw my legs moving, that was the only time that they knew that, you know, it, you know, it was, I wasn't going to be disabled. And, yeah. you know, I think growing up and only having to deal with a pec muscle missing, which is hard for a teenage girl, but there's things that can <laughs> fix that. And it's actually not physically limiting at all. You know, it would have been very easy for me to take things for granted. And I must admit, especially uh, the past few years, you know, I would wake up some days and I would be like, I'm not keen for training at all. I'm sore, I'm tired, you know, whatever, everything that, you know, everyone goes through. And I started telling myself on those days, you know what, G, there was a huge chance that you actually couldn't be able to go for a run or go for a swim, you know, to be able to do the things that you're able to do now. So, you know, just think about that and enjoy what you're able to do. And I know for me, that brings me a lot of that gratitude brings me a lot of um, motivation in just sometimes enjoying what I'm doing when I'm training. And um, it was interesting that that you mentioned that because I do sometimes feel like people can take that for granted because they don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's an interesting thing we learned about in psychology called um, I can't remember what it was called, but basically it explains how people feel like they are immortal. It's the natural human, the natural human um, instinct, right? So accidents happen to other people. They don't happen to me. Um, other people get sick. Doesn't happen to me. Other people get mugged. Doesn't happen to me until it does happen to me. And then it's like, oh my gosh, how did this happen to me? Or why did this happen to me? And you know, it's natural. And I feel like if you can understand that things can happen to you, maybe then you can actually be a bit more grateful for what you have. I don't know what you think about that. It's so true. Um, you know, if um, things happen to us because for no apparent reason um, and, and we can't stop living life because we're scared of things happening to us. Um, and, and that I've seen a lot is where people are so scared that they just don't live. Um, but, I mean, you know, specifically, in, and I think it happens a lot when you're younger, when people have this idea that they, you know, there's nothing nothing in life can, can, can conquer them. Um, and and I and I I think at the end of the day it's it's true that 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 things happen in life, but it's not that specific thing that happens that actually um, 
it doesn't actually dictate who you are. You know, it, because I'm because I'm a wheelchair user and because I'm a quadriplegic and because of all the stuff that goes on with regards to my disability, that doesn't define me as a person. I mean, the same with you. The fact that you don't have a pick muscle, that doesn't define who you are. The fact that you are a woman or that you have a certain color, um, you know, doesn't define the person. What defines you is how hard you you work to achieve anything that you set your mind to, um, and 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 how committed you are to that. I think that is one of the things that I've seen so many times. And, and people like to 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 see, you know, it's better for people to see that you're that you're going to fail at something because. The mindset is always negative, and and instead of people wishing you well and trying to get you to to be the best version of yourself, um, and and I think that is why also um, people feel that you know they can conquer everything and and that it's that nothing will happen to them because because they feel they're always the best version of themselves. And and you're never the best version of yourself because if I mean you, there's so much that you can still do. Have you had this kind of growth mindset, or was it something that you kind of developed through your journey after your accident? Yeah, I, I, no, I, I think as as a as a young boy in school, I never were the, 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 um, the best student. I hated school. I, you know, if I could leave school when I was 12, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hated school. I hated every moment of it. Um, and um, I, never, I never achieved greatness or you know, great marks at school level. Um, but what happened was the, the day that I wrote the trick and, and my final exam. I went home and I packed my stuff. And I had this little bag and I greeted my mother and I said, okay, I'm gone. And I moved out of the, out of home that specific day. I, I left and I, I re- literally, that evening I traveled without a car. I literally traveled 300 kilometers that evening. Mm-hmm. And, and I started to live on my and I've never moved back, you know. So to me, it was always a thing where independence was was something that I wanted. Um, it was always a thing where my life started after school and now I need to achieve, now I need to push hard, now I need to work hard. Um, when I, before my accident, I had work achievement, you know, I had, I was granted um, uh, an award or two, you know, during during phases where I was in training. I was granted awards for for for, for training purposes, um, and even in, in the army, I was granted awards for for what I did. So, to me, my life actually only started when I when I was independent, 
And I think that is the same now. That's why I work so hard at being, you know, independent and being free of of what other people are doing and, and you know, just pushing limits in, in that independence. It's almost like it prepared you for your life. <laughs> yeah, I, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how the world works. <laughs> Do you feel yeah. that the the... Do you feel like you developed a certain mindset while in the military? Do you feel like it it gave you a harder mindset, so to speak? It it, it did in a way. Um, I I had um, my first accident in the military um, when um, when we were um, in in Namibia, um, close to the Angolan border. Um, we we had a sport day. Um, we were we were we were told that we we needed to do sport for for a weekend, and I I never was a big athlete or anything like that, huge in sport, and and we decided to play rugby. And I remember starting the rugby match and um, getting the ball, and this guy came came over, and instead of doing a proper tackle on me, um, he did something weird and I fell and I saw my leg doing being 90 degrees, you know, facing 90 degrees and I'm like, okay, this is not fun. So it, it was broken. Um, it was really, it was really bad. So um, the only way I could get to, to the medical center and it was a small little med- medical center was for them to load me in the back of a Land Rover. So they, they loaded me on this Land Rover and we got to the medical center, long story. And the, there was a doctor and a, and, a, and a medic and they said, we need, it, we need to straighten your leg out because it was still at 90 degrees. So the medic came through the, 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 um, the cab of the Jeep and he grabbed me under my arms and the doctor straightened my leg out in the back of the Jeep. <laughs> that's awful <laughs> and, and and I must be I must be honest that was one of the it was extremely hard it was it was just painful did like they give you, you like painkillers or something before they no. manhandled no, you they, no they couldn't so um, from there they put me in an ambulance and, and they, they they drove me about 80 kilometers to to a proper hospital um, and I think that was one of the things where, where it started, where I realized, you know what, if, even now when I'm training people, adaptive athletes, and, and I put a workout in front of them and they look at it and they're like, this is so hard. And to me, I can't, I can't provide a workout ever that can compare with what life has given you as an adaptive athlete. Mm. So mm. your life is so hard already and, you know, you're coping with so much as, uh, already. This little workout, mm. it, should, it should be a breeze, mm. you know, and, and a lot of adaptive athletes come around and they see that and, and then they really work hard to, to mm. achieve what they need. 
Do you find that a lot of the adaptive athletes you train or work with have had similar experiences to you? Or is, are they all different? A lot of them have have got even even um, worse experiences. You know, they, some people were born with a disability and others achieved the disability via car accident or diving mm-hmm. accident or, you know, anything like that. Um, so it's, it, I think once they have a mindset of, um, of, of what is achievable, it's almost like what, what this disability or what, yeah, what the disability is to them is, mm-hmm. is not that relevant. Um, and, and I think that's the great thing about, about working with adaptive athletes is they very seldom give up. Um, you know, they might not do it the way that you want them to do stuff. And, and I'm talking specifically about a workout. They might not be able to do stuff exactly how you want them to do it and, and not have the best posture, not have the best um, technique and stuff like that. But I can tell you that they will push as hard as they can to, mm-hmm. to try and make the rep count. They'll push as hard as they can to try and finish the the workout. So you were talking about how you can never really be the best version of yourself because there's always something more that you can work on. Do you feel that in order to become the best version of yourself, you need to go through hardships? Or do you think you can reach that place without having to go through hardships? If there's a recipe to, to go there without hardship, you must tell me. <laughs> I'm not, not no. saying I have that recipe, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, life is so, life is a challenge. In I, I'm not going to say life is hard, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and achieving stuff, um, sometimes people give up because it's just so challenging up there. Um, and, and they lose sight of, of what they actually want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's when people, you know, that's when it's, when it's really hard is, is mm-hmm. to achieve when, when you're really tired, when you really, um, when you don't know how to, to continue anymore. Um, and and it's it, in that place you also need to find that smaller inspirational things that mm-hmm. happen that happens to you. Um, it's to me it's not achievable if you don't fight. I, you, you also have a lot more gratitude if you fight for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know if you fight to have whatever you, you set out for, mm-hmm. and and at the end of the day you achieve it, but there's a little bit of Fight going for it, a little bit of hardship. It, it's like it's a, it's something that you that you appreciate at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Um, it's almost like you know we all know this young guy uh, of a young guy whose dad provides him with everything and he just messes everything up. Um, it's almost like that because you you are just the receiver 
you never get that to that point where you actually just appreciate. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the best reward for working hard? Because sometimes, you know, a lot of people give up because they've been working hard for X amount of years and they're not seeing the rewards that they want to see. And then, you know, they give up just before they get what they want. So what would you say are the benefits or the rewards of working hard, even though you're not seeing, I guess you could say immediate results? Sorry, I'm asking very, <laughs> very thinking <laughs> no, questions. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's, it's like a chipper, mm. you know, where you, where you find little, little things to, to, to actually give you a little bit of a boost. Um, I, 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 to me, I, I can tell you that working with adaptive athletes, uh, I'm working with a, very, a young adaptive athlete at the moment um, in Benoni. And we started out where you could barely push his wheelchair. Um, and you could see how that progresses and, and how he, he actually achieves stuff. Um, and today, after you know many months of, of hard work, we are now at a point where we are addressing things that can help him to achieve independence. And that has been, you know, the goal, the goal we have been chasing for a long time. So in getting in getting that um, that little reward, it's not gonna be a big reward because um, his ability doesn't allow him to to achieve this in a very short time, and even where we start now, it's such a small margin. But that margin is so, you know, it's it's like it's one of the best things that it, that has happened in almost a month to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I find. Where, where I see, where I find that, that inspiration is in seeing what, how it changes other people around me. To me, that is the reward, in seeing the change around me. Not in seeing the change in my own life, hmm. because, I mean, they, they what, what happens with them, changes my life ultimately but eventually I'm working towards getting them to change mm-hmm. um, and that reward changes me mm-hmm. what would you say drives you to do what you do <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of no, there's not a lot of people that knows this and this might come to a shock to you in, in first world countries, and this is one of a lot of things that drives me, but in first world countries, um, people with, with similar disability than I have, have got no life, has got 
the life expectancy provided to them by professional um, professionals is non-existent. So they go out and they live until they 80, 90, 100 years old. When I had my, my accident, the doctors came to me and they said, you have a life expectancy of 10 years because of your disability. So now I've been living with this disability for 28 years. The worst thing about this is that the life expectancy for people with similar disabilities than I have in this country at the moment is three months. Three months? Yeah. So if you have 5% of your population that are prone to have a disability because of a car accident, because of violence, because of this, because of that. And their life expectancy is only, is only three months. Don't you think that there's something that somebody should do mm-hmm. to try and work around this and show people that they actually can live a better lifestyle and they don't need to wait for, you know, for what other people are telling them mm-hmm. and and, and and the limitations that other people are giving them. There shouldn't be a life expectancy. We live in 2021, you know, there shouldn't be a life expectancy for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Why, why is it only three months? Why is it so short? So these guys get out of physical rehabilitation units, go to go home, um, and they live in, in very, very bad situations and circumstances. A lot of them go there. They never get out of bed again. Um, they, are, um, they, they, they die because of infections, secondary infections. Um, families, you know, they don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how to train. They don't know how to be active. And a lot of times it's because of what they are being told and taught in hospitals by by professionals. Um, it's a very nice thing that were that 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 I was told about a year ago by a very well-known doctor in this country. He said to me, "You know, I, I save so many people's lives when they come in here and often accident, and then." I save I save their lives by 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 operating on them, giving them what they need to live, and three months later, they die because of an infection that they achieved at home. So, is it? It's like everything is in reverse. Yeah. So, this is obviously what drives you is to help improve that. Yeah, it, 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 definitely it is, um, you know, because especially in, in our country and, and Africa, people live in, in, in and they have tunnel vision about what they can achieve as, as a person with a disability. I, I show people how, how other people with disabilities does something stupid like 
a burpee. And it's a whole new world that opens to them. Uh, they've never seen that. They, they're like, okay, um, what does this do to my body? And, and they do two burpees and they're like, well, now I'm exhausted. You know, shouldn't that be the first thing to go to is to have people work and and achieve a level of 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 um, of health that can help them maintain a healthy lifestyle. The moment you have an accident or the moment you are exposed to your disability, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and it doesn't happen because at the moment we have. We have medical aid dictating to us mm-hmm. how we should treat these people. And and that treatment is just not on, uh, you know. So, And that's why these people don't live. People with disabilities don't live. It, it's like a vicious circle in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's it's definitely eye-opening because it's definitely not something I knew about. And it is really amazing that we have people like you who want to make a change and can make a change um, because we definitely need people like that. And so I wanted to ask, what are your goals for that? Uh, so the, one of the things that, that we did um, is um, we started now with with adaptive fitness equipment because there's never been equipment for people with disabilities in this country to train with. Um, obviously, we copied a lot of stuff from what we've seen in first world countries. Um, and I've had some flack on that from from these guys in, in America and stuff like that. They were all about, you know, their equipment and stuff like that. And, and I just said, well, I'm going to do it because the people in my country also need these things and we can't afford it. So we now have devi- we now are developing with, with rugged fit, we are developing some adaptive equipment, which is awesome. Um, and and then obviously getting people to realize how they can train and, and how they can look after themselves. Um, doing doing one-on-one training sessions, doing um, group training sessions, getting the bigger CrossFit community involved in realizing that adaptive athletes in their gyms and in their boxes can actually contribute to to a lot more than just, you know, um, being adaptive athletes or being people with disabilities. Um, so so that is that is something that I think that that the CrossFit community in itself can can work towards um, and achieve a lot with, and also assist in changing, you know, what we are doing in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think, to be honest, I think in every CrossFit box, there is somebody that knows somebody with a disability. Mm-hmm. But we are so almost scared to expose those people to this um, because we don't have the knowledge because we don't have, we don't know how to. Um, and, and you know, if we have good coaches in these boxes, go, coaches that that has got their hearts, you know, out there, I think we can all achieve something great together. 
Vic, I, I absolutely love that. And just to end off this amazing, amazing chat, I wanted to ask you, what is one thing you're grateful for in your journey that you hope can inspire other people who might be going through a similar thing? Oh, grateful. There's so many. <laughs> um, you so know, awesome. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've met some amazing people, really. Um, I've met some, some awesome people. Um, in, you know, um, uh, Dylan Five is just a, an amazing coach. Um, I'm now with, um, with um, Bronco Fisaghi at um, Menlo, uh, Menlo Park. Who's just an amazing person? Who he, he just opened his gym up to me and said, um, "I want Adaptive to come here and start training here. Um, we're not going to charge you guys anything. We just want you guys to start training here." You know, um, Chad, Chad Tron and his wife were just like um, when I started my journey. When I went to for my first, when I went to level one CrossFit coaching course. They were there, and and Chad has been keeping contact with me, and he's been, you know, asking questions. And we had an open day, and Chad was there. Um, you know, then obviously Ricky and uh, and Rugged Fit is just like awesome. <laughs> um, so those those are the people that really are making a huge, huge um, change. You know, they they inspire me, and and I'm grateful for those people being in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also you for for this ex, this experience and, and having this opportunity, you know, um, adaptive in this country is is going to be so strong. Um, we we have I I can be open to you that we already have one lady in this country that will qualify for the Open in twenty twenty two. That's awesome. I, I can tell you that right out now. She had, she's going to compete now in in the Open, um, but but she'll be at CrossFit Games in 2022. That I can tell you. Yeah. Um, so that shows you what we have in this country, and 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 we are, none of us are professionals, but the way that we train and the way that the coaches that we have around us and the experience, are, we 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 don't we can't. Just say, you know, America's got this and England's got this and Europe's got this. We have some amazing people in this country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by standing together and working together, we can, we can do a lot. That's so awesome, Vic. Um, and it's so great to hear that you said you have so many things to be grateful for. And, you know, you mentioned all the amazing people that have, you know, supported you. And I guess that's the amazing thing about life is just finding that community and that support. And um, I guess to end off this chat, if you had one piece of advice to give anyone, anyone who wants to achieve anything, abled or not abled, um, what would it be? Uh, I it just never give up. You know, that that's it. Never, never give up. I love it. Simple and sweet. (laughs) Vic, thank you so, so, so much for taking time out of your day to sit and chat with me. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. And, you know, I left this chat learning so many things. You definitely inspired me greatly. And I'm so happy that 
I had the opportunity to chat to you and hear your story. And I'm so excited to see what you're going to do for, you know, the, the uh, adaptive athletes in the South African community. And just know that I'm going to be there supporting every single step of the way. And I know for sure that it's going to turn into something truly, truly amazing. So thank you for all of the work that you've been putting into this and for everything that you've been doing and for sharing your your story and your journey and just inspiring. Thank you so much.